Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And now broadcasting live. It's time for... The Kick-Ass Radio Show, your place for motivation, inspiration, and edumacation. Each week, our host, Christopher Rausch, and his guest shares what it takes for you to have an unstoppable attitude for your personal and professional success. And now, for your host, Mr. Kick-Ass himself, Christopher Rausch. It's my That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to live while I'm alive. This is the Kick-Ass Radio Show, and I'm your host, Christopher Roush. We have a special show tonight, so we're just going to get right into it because my guest tonight has 30 minutes to spend with us, and it's it's a very exciting show, and I'm very happy and very uh, uh, just uh, blessed to have him on the show. My guest tonight is Michael Peterson, and with over 2,500 concert performances and keynotes in 19 countries, uh, his unique career extent spans over 30 years. Uh, and I had the, the opportunity to see Michael speak uh, not too long ago through a good friend of mine and uh, just really in, impressed with his story and his, and his integrity and his authenticity. Uh, so let's just bring uh, Michael straight on to the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Um, Michael, are you there? Yeah. Hey, Christopher. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm, uh, I'm in vacation right now and uh, happy to take a break from uh, taking a break, if you will, <laughs> to be on the show with you. Awesome, Michael. Well, I appreciate you taking the time from your vacation to be here on the Kick-Ass Radio Show with us tonight. My pleasure. Um, Thanks for having me. No, no, no problem. No problem. I was super, like I was just saying, I was super impressed with you when I saw you at Larry Broughton's uh, dinner series. Uh, just, uh, I love authentic people uh, who just speak from the heart and, 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 and share the good and the bad and, and, and everything in life. So I gave a really quick introduction of yourself. Why don't you share with the listeners who you are, what you're about, and what makes you a kick-ass guy? Well, um, I think it's nice when other people uh, think that I'm a kick-ass guy. That's a nice thing. I, I, uh, you know, tend to let other people say those kinds of things about me. Um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's obviously, it's a perspective that, uh, people have of each other. Like, I think you're a kick-ass guy, right? <laughs> Thank um, you. You know, and, uh, my history, if you will, has been pretty much in the music business and, uh, in the motivational speaking world, really professionally. Um, I think those places were born for me out of, you know, painful childhood. Many people have those, uh, like most people do. Um, and uh, I think, you know, my pathway to finding healing in my life uh, really in, included 
um, the public sharing of that uh, through songs, um, through speeches. And in those places, I found out, you know, I wasn't alone. Uh, I found out that, that uh, other people seemed to find inspiration or encouragement from realizing that they weren't alone and that uh, we all have the capacity to overcome things that uh, we encounter in our lives. Uh, and, and that that's not just a grand notion, but that's an actual fact uh, that shows up for human beings as they live. And so uh, for me, um, you know, 30 years of, of encouraging people through music and entertaining people and, and finding my own healing in the process. So what what is your, if you had to pick a couple of songs from your life, whether they're songs that you've written or songs that you heard, what songs, because I, I mean, as I, we talked about in person, I love music. Music is like my religion. It's my, it's in my blood. What are some songs that have impacted your life, whether like, again, you've written them or you've heard them and talk to us about what impact they've had. Well, uh, there's a song that for me, uh, is in my catalog, uh, that I think really, uh, it's been impactful for me, even though I had a hand in writing. It's called No More Looking Over My Shoulder. And that song really expresses the challenges in a, in a nice, uh, uh, I think a very poetic way, but also makes an affirma affirmation that says, you know, those things happen, but uh, I'm not going to look back anymore. I'm going to look forward. Um, that's, so that song's a, been a powerful song for me. It was recorded by Travis Tritt on his last Warner Brothers record, but you know, it's, for me, it's been a song, personal song that I've played in my shows for years uh, that's been, you know, very inspirational to me. I, and I agree. You uh, played that live for us on, a, on an acoustic guitar, and it was just, it was absolutely beautiful. Oh, well, thanks. And, you know, I'm drawing a blank when it comes to thinking about uh, other, I mean, obviously, I've been in the music business for 30 years and, and been a music fan my whole adult life and in my uh, teen years as well. Uh, lots of music that I love. I, I, I can say this, that the music that I love is music is music that um, in, in general has been memorable and uh, speaks to issues going on in my life. And, you know, in different seasons, that's different things. I had a professional songwriter friend of mine say one day that uh, as, as, as writers, our job is to make the singers become spokespersons for millions of people. So when you have a song like, let's say, for instance, uh, Johnny Paycheck's Take This Job and Shut It, well, that <laughs> made Johnny's paycheck, uh, you know, uh, it made him a spokesperson for millions of people. And so, you know, if you look back over the course of your own life or any of your listeners look back over the course of their lives, I think they'd find that songs that they related to um, had often something to do with whatever season they were going through in their life. And, and the song essentially spoke something that they felt or something that they longed for. So, um, you know, there are probably, uh, if I sat down and listed it out by decade, there's probably a, a, a good number of songs that would have impacted me emotionally. But as far as my own catalog goes, uh, that's probably, uh, that's pr probably one of the, the most impactful ones. I guess another song of mine from my catalog that, that really has been an impacting song for me is a song called God is not our enemy. And for me, I think that was impactful because, you know, much of my pathway towards uh, some peace of mind and some rest in my, in my soul, in spite of the challenges that I faced, 
had, had there was a spiritual path there that that uh, on that journey, you know, wrestling with the issues of God and church and religion and sort of how where all that fits in. Um, you know, that's been part of my my journey as well. And for me, uh, the song "God Is Not Our Enemy." I probably wrote that 25 years ago, um, more out of wishful thinking. And now I'm finally at a place in my life, uh, 55, almost 56 years of age, that, you know, I really look back on that now and I say, wow, that song really speaks about where I've come to. Whereas when I wrote it 25 years ago, I think I, I spoke to what I wished for. Mm. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Hey, guys, if you're just joining us, we're on the Kick-Ass Radio Show. We're talking with my guest tonight, Michael Peterson. So, Michael, that, that the song, uh, No Looking Over Your Shoulder, you know, why do you think, in your personal opinion, why do you think people tend to look over their shoulder or, or live in the past or, or, or what I what I teach is actually being a victim versus a victor? Why do you think some people just, just never get over that stuff, the pain of the past and the situations of the past? Yeah. Well, I, you know, there's probably a lot of different opinions about that um, that are based around, you know, emotional conversations. Um, but the first thing that popped in my mind when you said that was more of a, a, a medical reason, uh, a scientific reason. I, I read just this week that the, the, the average number of thoughts that the average human being has a day, the number is around 60,000. So the average person on a daily basis has about 60,000 individual moments of thoughts. And they said that for the average person, 95% of those thoughts of those 60,000 are really just a handful of thoughts that have been repeated. Wow. So when you think about 95% of the things that you think about are really just, it's not like you had 60,000 unique individual thoughts. It was that you had 60,000 thoughts, 95% of which were probably a, just a rehash of two or three things. So there's something about the human brain and brain chemistry and the way our neural pathways operate that, that um, I guess, encourages or enha enhances the possibility that people are going to function that way. And so, you know, it's easy to find uh, people who ruminate on on the past you know and and i guess if, if there's any revelation that that's come to me and, and along my journey about things i could do to step into the future and not live in the past you know what one of the things would be to recognize when i'm ruminating on something you know to when you recognize that you're doing it then you can break the pattern you know do a mm -hmm. pattern interrupt like tony robbins talks about yeah. Um, and so when you recognize that you ruminate, so, you know, so what's, what's one way you could recognize if you're ruminating? Okay. Well, here's a simple fun exercise. Uh, a therapist told me one time, um, that, that whenever something happens and you get upset about it, you have 90 seconds to be upset. So be, be upset for 90 seconds. And after that, if you find you can't let it go, you're probably just ruminating. He's going mm. back over it and over and over and over and over again. And the thing is that they, they've discovered about the mind is that the subconscious mind and the conscious mind can't necessarily discern the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. And so when you keep reliving something that's happened in the past over and over again, it, it affects you physiologically. 
and it affects your brain as though it was happening again and again and again. So if it's if it was a negative thing that happened that you wish hadn't happened, one of the most helpful things that any of us can do is recognize, are we ruminating? Are we are we going over it again and again and again and again? And if we are, you know, how's that working out for us? What's that bringing to us, you know? Is that something that is uh, beneficial? Well, if it's not and you want to break that pattern, you have to m- make some conscious choices by design to break the pattern. But it begins with recognizing it. And I think the second thing, that really popped into my head when you said uh, about that was, you know, when I think about uh, things that have happened in the past and, and you know, not wanting to live in those places again, um, no more looking over my shoulder to me is, is kind of like it's coming to a place of acceptance of, of things that have happened, things you can't change. And for me, I think a lot of times I have found myself historically going over things again and again and again in my mind because I'm looking for some way to change it, like, Mm -hmm. you know, what can't be changed. Okay, and so then if you dig a little deeper in the root of that, for me anyway, I found out that the root of that was that I was looking for some way to have control. Because, you know, if I can blame myself, a lot of times people have a lot of self-blame. So on the surface, that looks like humility or, oh, poor me or whatever. Um, not poor me, but I mean, it's sort of like like I'm, I'm people put themselves down or they blame themselves for things that happen. Well, a lot of times what's really underneath that is ego yep. and fear. Because, you know, it's like if you blame yourself, at least... You know, you have some control. I mean, I grew up in a home where, you know, my father was murdered, my stepdad was killed, uh, shot himself uh, in a suicide. Um, you know, my family life was a, was a mess in many ways growing up. Well, you know, I didn't have any control, and I didn't feel safe in that environment. And I think, you know, one of the strategies I learned over the years as a youngster was to begin to take the blame for things because, you know, when you have no control, that's a scary place. But if you blame yourself, if you can blame yourself, well then, you know, maybe you can change things. But it's really a trick, it's really a trick, you know? And, and I think a lot of times people hang on to the past to get back to your original question. They hang on to the past because, you know, there's a self-blame thing because at the root of it, what they're really trying to get to is, you know, they didn't feel safe. And they're trying to find some way to, to have some control over the situation. And I know that's maybe a little deep, you know, but I, but I think a lot of times, you know, it helps to dig underneath what you think is the first cause and dig down to another layer and dig down to another layer and find out what the root is. And, oh, and when I got absolutely. to a place where I began to uh, have more acceptance of what has happened in my life and not feel the need to change what has happened or change other people, I started finding a lot more peace in my life. Yep. Yep. I actually, I actually actually teach people. Oh, go ahead. No, that was it. I mean, well, yeah, I actually teach people everything happens for a reason and what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And you know, that, that just goes to show when, like what you're saying is you, we, we try to go back and we want to change it or we want to blame, or we want, we want something to, to be different, but 
when you just accept it, that it happened for a particular reason. And now I can choose to use that reason for strength, or I can use that reason for pity and, and self-loathing and, and have a miserable life. You know, it, it becomes, you have a purpose about it. I mean, I've helped so many different people who have either been raped or abused or, you know, all sorts yeah. of different stuff you know, turn that around and say, okay, how can you help somebody else who's going through that? How can you help somebody else who possibly will go through it? How can you give it meaning so that you're not a victim of it anymore and that it makes you stronger? I mean, if I could go from being homeless and living on the streets as a 13-year-old kid to where I'm at now, I mean, anybody can do it and I can choose to be a victim like my sister is, was, I don't know, I don't talk to her anymore. Um, so I, I mean, I think that's very important, Michael. And we actually, we get deep here on the, on the kick-ass radio show, but I know we have a limited, limited amount of time with you and yeah. we've got five tips that we want to, uh, that I, you want to share with our audience. So go ahead and give us kick-ass tip number one. Um, well, uh, you know, I, there's a, w- one of the tips I think that, uh, that is the one you just talked, we just talked about is, you know, let go of the past. And if you can't find a way to let go of the past, you know, it's, it's, important to sort of find out what the root of it is. Um, you know, I think the other thing is, uh, maybe another tip for living a kick-ass life is you have to take risks. You know, a lot of people talk about, uh, you know, wanting to be in the music business. I mean, I can only speak from my perspective. Um, wanting to be in the music business or having talent, but they never moved to where the music business was happening you know, quit their job and uprooted and went where it was happening. They just stayed wherever they were and talked about how they could make it if, if, if they if they would just be given a shot. But they never took the risk. You know, in 1996, I, I packed up my stuff and I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Because I heard somebody say, if you want to be in the movie business, you move to Hollywood. If you want to be in the theater business, you move to New York City. If you want to be in, in songwriting business, country music, you move to Nashville. Yep. So I took the risk. I didn't have any guarantees. I, you know, there was a thousand people that got off the Greyhound bus, you know, so to speak, the, the day that I got to town. And there was every week. So, you, you know, and I had no guarantees that anything great was going to come of that. But a lot of people never, never have that in their life, kick-ass kind of breakthrough because they stay comfortable where they are and they don't take the risk. Um, That's... That's so true, Michael, because, you know, it's interesting. I was talking with uh, with some clients a couple of weeks ago and I the guy couldn't get it. And I said, well, listen, I said, if, if I was a doctor and I walked in here right now and I said, you have brain cancer, it's terminal, you have two months to live. Tell me right now what you would do. And he starts rattling off all these things. And I said, so if you had no fear that you were potentially going to lose anything, then you would actually start living instead of existing. And he looked at me, he opened his mouth and he goes, that's powerful. And I said, yeah, it's so true because it happens all the time. I mean, am I right or am I right? Yeah, no, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I mean, um, perspective is a powerful thing. I, I went last night and saw one of the Cirque du Soleil shows here in Vegas where I live. And uh, the caliber of artistry and greatness was just so high. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I left there thinking to myself, you know, there's more I can do. I can put, I can d- demand more of myself. I can push myself harder. I can, you know, and, and we all benefit from having, you know, uh, influences, if you will, whether it's our environment or our relationships or the things we read or expose ourselves to. It sort of brings me to kick ass, you know, tip number three, which is, you know, your influences, 
what are your influences? You know, you can trace your influences right to, to directly to how you feel and what decisions you're making in your life. And, and it doesn't matter who you are. You may drift away from places of positive influence. Um, Napoleon Hill, you know, one of the great uh, writers of all time said, yep. you know, it's very unlikely that the, that the positive person is going to uh, influence a large group of negative people. It just statistically, it just doesn't happen. You know, what the, what the positive person needs to do if they want to stay positive or what a negative person can do if they want to get positive is get themselves around better influences. You know, and uh, we have lots of influences coming at us in the age of information from <laughs> the internet, from television, from radio, from, you know, our computers, from our friends, our circles, so, you know, of influence. These, all of these things affect our thoughts, and our thoughts affect our physical health, you know. And, uh, and I just think, you know, making a list of what your influences are and seeing, you know, the correlation between that and what are your outcomes. Yep, uh, it goes back to... You want to live a more kick-ass life. Mm-hmm. It goes back to surrounding, you know, who are the five people you're around the most? And if you're around a bunch of dis- disappointed Dunskis who are constantly complaining about life and watching reality TV, then chances are your life's going to be like that as opposed to, you know, like you and myself, we surround ourselves with, with awesome people who are, you know, smarter and brighter than us, as Larry Broughton says, and, uh, and look at the success and the happiness we have. Um, what, what advice would you give to somebody who might be in a situation where, they're they they feel hopeless and they and they're they're surrounded by you know a bunch of negative people but they don't feel like they have the the courage or the the confidence to to get out of that and to and to break free you know that what you just mentioned is such a profound difficult place for anyone to be in and i've been in places like that in my life so you know i don't have any flippant remarks to make that just come off the cuff like I'm, you know, I'm some guy uh, on a commercial on a TV saying, here's what everybody <laughs> needs to do. I just don't. I just don't come from that place. When you say that, what it does is it moves my heart. And I, th- and I think about that person, like who is that person? And, you know, uh, if I had anything to share with that person, if they, if they were in a place where they could listen. See, that's the thing. You know, a lot of times people need help, but they're not in a place where they're ready to get help. Yep, so true. So you can you you can talk, and it just falls right on the deaf ears because they're just not in a place where they're ready. So, if I was with somebody and I was discerning that they really, really were ready to, to hear, you know, what I would do is just share with them, hey, you know, there's been times in my life, you know, when. There were multiple things that weren't weren't right, emotionally, uh, physically, you know, with my health, uh, spiritually, financially, and, and, and you know, all of us are made up of these different components in our life. Okay, so when 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 there are chronic issues in multiple areas of your life, sometimes it, well, not sometimes. I I think at all times, it can be very overwhelming. And you don't know where to start. And you don't realize that, you know, this emotional thing is affecting your physical health. And this stuff with your physical health, the fact that you're not sleeping well, might be related to the fact that you're smoking. Or you're drinking too much. Or you're mm-hmm. overweight. or you're. But all of these things are connected. 
Yep. Your, the physical health is connected to the emotional experience, which is connected to the brain experience, which is connected to how you uh, perceiving things uh, relationally, and all this stuff's connected. So the person that you described, you know, who's really in a terrible place, you know, what do you say to them? Well, if they're in a place where they can listen, I think, you know, first of all, you share with them that there's some hope and that they don't have to change it all at once and that they won't change it all at once. You know, I went on a, a, a journey that, for me, took about five years to, to get those areas of my life in a healthier place. Five years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we live in an instantaneous world where people want stuff and they want it right now. <laughs> and, um, yep. you know, um, Hey, the one thing that really helped me on my five year journey to getting emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially well, one of the biggest things that helped me was that I had a partner. I had somebody in my life who was those things already. Mm-hmm. And that person I trusted that person and that person encouraged me was patient with me. He wouldn't let me quit and help me. But I was in a place where I wanted that. And that was tremendously helpful to me. You know, was finding somebody in my life that I could say, you know, I, uh, I want to change. Can you, can you help me? And then giving myself patience, you know, uh, giving myself time and having patience with the process. It took about five years. But, uh, you know, totally worth it because I have a, a life now. The best life that I've had as an adult right now. Wow. Happy, happiest, healthiest, most at peace, most prosperous. But, it, it, you know, it didn't come, uh, didn't come overnight. And, you, you know, it, and it really began on the heels of what probably most people who might look at anybody else's life, a life like mine, might say, wow, you were so successful. You had this going on or that going on. Well, my success and the lack of um, in positive influences in my life and choices that I made began to have a compound effect, you know, and, and affected me and began to really destroy the very things that I had built. So in mm. the end, you know, um, success, you know, isn't, isn't uh, I guess this would be another kick-ass, you know, bullet point would be, you know, Financial success, uh, the acclaim of, of others, your peers. Um, you know, there's no panacea there. You know, it's not it's not a guarantee of of health and peace and joy and prosperity. In fact, if anything, it, it can end up being uh, something very, very intoxicating that can bring destruction to your life if you don't have a healthy foundation. No, that's so true. That's so true, Michael. I was just talking about that uh, lately. I've been talking about it a lot. It's not about the possessions and the and the and the and the promotions and the money for me anymore. All my life, I've spent my whole entire life trying to do that, and now it's just about the experiences and helping other people and just connecting. Um, because that's yeah. all we're going to leave. We're going to leave footprints in people's hearts and and in their minds, and and I think that's super yeah. important. Uh, I know you got to run, so um, why don't you let uh, everybody know where they can get a hold of you, where they can get your music, and they can possibly continue the conversation with you. Sure. Uh, you can find me online at Michael Peterson Online, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N, online.com. 
michaelpetersononline.com. And for those of you guys uh, driving and listening on your mobile devices, all of this information is already on the show page. Just go to the kickassradioshow.com. Uh, you'll find Michael's information uh, there. I really encourage you guys to, to listen to Michael, listen to his music. His music is beautiful. Even if you're not into country music, it's very beautiful, very soulful. The words are, are, are hypnotic almost. Um, so Michael, I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your vacation to be on here on the kick-ass radio show and, pleasure, uh, look man. forward, look forward to many discussions with you, hopefully in the future, offline, online, in person. Um, and, uh, hopefully get to see you speak on stage sometime. Okay. Well, I hope to see you do the same, Christopher. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Michael, have a great evening. How enjoy the rest of your vacation. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a very different kind of kick-ass radio show. Uh, I've done, uh, <laughs> let's see, I've done how many of these? Um, I'm on show 123. So 122 shows, if you guys have been with me for that long, uh, thank you very much, number one. Number two, you know, I usually open and, and talk about the previous week's guest and, you know, talk about what's going on kind of in life and whatever. Uh, Michael took took the time out of his uh, out of his busy schedule to be on here with us for 30 minutes. And I truly appreciate that. Uh, Michael truly is is a really cool guy. Um, <clears throat> we could have probably talked for hours and hours just about life and, and whatnot. Um, so I'll just kind of I'll just kind of recap back. Um you know, and we'll, we'll talk about what Michael talked about a little bit. And I encourage you guys, if you want to call in and talk to me right now, uh, the number six, four, six, three, seven, eight, 1582. Again, the call in number is six, four, six, three, seven, eight, 1582. If you want to call in, ask me any questions about life. If you want to talk about what Michael was talking about, feel free. We got another, uh, 30 minutes in the show. Um, <clears throat> so I, let me uh, recap, uh, last week and give a shout out to, uh, Matthew Rhoda. Uh, Matt was on my show last week and we had a really cool conversation. This guy, um, has experienced a lot in his young life. Uh, I think he's in his mid thirties. Um, but Matt came on here. We talked about, uh, my favorite subject, personal development, life, and what it takes to, to get out of your own way. Similar to what Michael, uh, Peterson and I were just talking about right now. You know, what does it take? I mean, uh, Matt had gone through a lot of different experiences, but the wisdom he has now and what he's sharing with his clients and with the world is tremendous. He's got a, a book coming out or a book that's out. Um, so I really encourage you to go back and listen to that show. And if you want, if you're a first time listener, thank you. Uh, if you want to go back, these shows are live, but they're also, uh, they go to podcast afterwards. So if you just want to go, you can go to my website. It's ChristopherRausch.com, R-A-U-S-C-H, ChristopherRausch.com. On the radio show tab, you will go down halfway. There's a link to iTunes where you can subscribe to the podcast if you can't always listen live. You can uh, go there and listen to any show you want. Or if you're anti-iTunes, you can also just go to the kickassradioshow.com. All the shows are there. You can go back and listen. We've had an incredible run. We've had so many different awesome guests on here. We've had some not so awesome guests. I'm not going to name names. But over you know 123 episodes, um, let me do the math here real quick. So 122 times five, 610 tips, because we share five tips on every single show, five tips that you can begin using immediately to have an unstoppable attitude for personal and professional success. So yeah, we've had a great run. And, and to be honest with you, I'm thinking about winding it up. Uh, I, 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 I love doing the show. I love speaking with new people. It's a great conversation starter at parties. But you know, you got to always look at what's working for you, what the benefit is in it for you and for your listeners. And sometimes you got to modify things. But anyways, I won't talk about that. But, you know, 
in speaking of that, if this show has impacted you or if there's something else you want to see different about the show, if you want it to be shorter, you want it to be, I mean, just let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback because again, I'm really considering changing it. I might just go to a podcast. I might go to an informal 20 minute podcast. I'm not sure. But if you want, just send us an email, info at the kickassradioshow.com, info at the kickassradioshow.com. Send us your thoughts and let me know what you think. And possibly we'll keep them going and see what else we could do. We've got guests booked up through booked up through uh, September, but I'm not just not sure. I'm trying to realign different things in my life and uh, trying to figure out what is the most beneficial and the biggest priority to have the biggest impact in the world. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, again, if you guys want to call in, the number six four six three seven eight fifteen eighty two. And what Michael was talking about, um, you know, letting go of the past. I mean, that's crazy. There's so many people out there living a victim mindset and, oh, poor me, Chris, you don't understand. You know, at two years old, I had this happen. And, you know, I use a snarky voice with that and I don't necessarily mean to, but there's a lot of complainers out there. There's a lot of bitching and complaining about, you know, life. And um, it's just, oh, <laughs> I, sorry, I got a, I get a Facebook, I get uh, questions asked on me from Facebook and Twitter. So I just saw a, a Facebook po question popped up. But, um, you know, we, we sit there and, and some people choose to live in that misery. You know, Michael was talking briefly about, you know, you know, having a, a, a 90 second pity party or something like that. I give you a day, you know, if something goes bad, you get 24 hours to stomp your feet, eat ice cream, bonbon, smoke cigarettes, drink alcohol, whatever you want to do. And then when you get up in the morning, you have two choices. You can either like we were talking about, you can look over your shoulder and play shoulda, coulda, woulda, or you can get your shit together and, you know, get around people that are brighter and smarter than you that can actually help you achieve your dreams in life. And if you know me for any amount of time, you know, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass and tell you that it's easy. It's not. Trust me. I've made lots of tough decisions in my life. I would not be where I'm at today if I didn't take risks, which is another tip that Michael talked about. I took big, big risks. You know, I left my mom in a motel that had drugs and alcohol and violence going on. I had to get out of there for my own safety. And, you know, I took a risk. I mean, she called me every name in the book and, and I was still there for her every day. I still went back there and helped her out, gave her money, but I had to take that risk of losing her love, I guess, to be able to, to change my life. Otherwise I was going to wind up be, I was going to wind up dead or in jail. That, those were pretty much the two options. So I had to take a risk and I did. And I got around some pretty awesome people and I went back to school and got my GED and got my degree and I have a master's degree. That was a risk. It was huge. And then even going to school, I mean, I was telling the story not too long ago. I thought I was stupid. I thought there's no way I can go from being a seventh grade homeless dropout living on the streets in the backseat of a station wagon to going back to school and getting my high school equivalency diploma. I just, I just thought it was, I just didn't think it was, I didn't believe in myself. And people around me believed in me more than I did. And I took a risk and I went back and I did it. And I did it pretty quick, actually. Found out I was kind of smart, <laughs> contrary to what my mother used to call me. Um, so then I said, okay, I'm going to take a risk. And I, and I enrolled in college. And I'll never forget the day walking, you know, parking in the parking lot thinking, I have no business being in college. You know, I'm a street rat. You know, I'm a hoodlum, whatever. Why do I belong in college? But in order to impress the girl I was dating, who later on became my first wife, I walked into the enrollment center and I said, hi, I don't know what to do, but I'm here to enroll in college. And they started asking me some questions, filled out a bunch of forms. 
And I started taking one class because that's all I could afford. And it was an inter interpersonal communications class. And it was one of the best classes I've ever taken in my life. It really helped me. It continues to help me. I got into communication. I love it. But I had to take a risk. I had to take a risk of all my friends who ridiculed me and thought it was stupid that I was going to college. All my 80s metal hair band brothers and sisters. You know, it was just, I had to take a risk. I had to take another risk when I got divorced. I had to take another risk when I bought my first house. I had to take another risk when I bought my second house. I had to take another risk when I got married a second time. I mean, it's not a risk to get married a second time, but you know what I'm saying. You got to go out there. You got to live because at the end of the day, I mean, really, really think about this. If, if somebody told you you have a terminal brain tumor and you have two weeks to live, would you continue going to work every day? And I'm not saying quit your job or do any of that stuff. I'm just thinking, I'm just, I want to shock you. Like we were talking about also with Michael, you know, I want to shock you and, and interrupt your patterns because there is no guarantee. I just found out today my one of my best friends was is in is in the hospital. Um, you know, it's just you just don't know. You don't know from moment to moment what's gonna happen. So just really I encourage you to take those risks and let go of the past. And you know, and we talked about influences, influences. Um, <clears throat> there's there one of the greatest things you can really do. Stephen Covey says you're like the five people you're around the most. And take a look around. Write down on paper how much the people you hang around the most make. And if you're not, if they're making like $200,000 and you're making $200,000, that's pretty damn cool. But if you're, if you're looking around, you know, that one makes minimum wage, or that one makes 40 grand a year. And you, I mean, you know, money isn't everything. Trust me, because we're going to talk about that in a second. But, you know, just think about the people you're around. Are they watching the Kardashians? Are they watching reality TV? Are they wasting time? Are they pushing you? Are they supporting you in what you really, really want to do? then it's time to get new people. And I'm not saying you have to divorce or, or kick anybody out of the curb, but just really think about, you know, having uh, an awesome group around you, you know, think about having a coach, think about getting into a mastermind, think about getting into an accountability group. It doesn't take much. You don't have to spend money. You can get an accountability partner, talk to them once a week, Sunday nights at six o'clock, something I used to do and hold each other accountable. Say, okay, I'm going to do these three things this week. And if I don't kick my ass, if I don't, and then kick their ass, if they don't. It's, it's really that simple. You know, it, it just takes that to have that life because what are you going to do? You know, time is going to pass anyway. Everybody I talked to lately is like, oh my God, time is going by so fast. Time is going by so fast. Well, yeah, it's going by fast. You know, so what did you get accomplished? And this is me talking to me right now. There's nobody else here. I have no idea if a single person is listening right now. I'm staring at two monitors in front of me in my studio. So I say this so that I hear it too. I actually listen to the replay of the show the next morning. Tomorrow morning, I will listen to a replay of the show and I will listen to what I'm saying. And sometimes I'm a hypocrite, to be honest with you. Sometimes I'll be on here saying stuff and then I'm not doing it. That's, that's the beauty of personal development. You show me one single speaker or author or coach that doesn't have these types of issues and I'll show you a liar. Because a lot of times from the people that have confided in me without me saying anything necessarily to, to spawn this, you know, they'll be like, Chris, you know, half the stuff I say is because I need to hear it. And so if I'm telling people that, then I know I have to hold myself accountable because I don't want to be a hypocrite. Now, some people out there are hypocrites. The speaking industry is a very industry, interesting industry. It's the reason why I've taken a step back from it for the last year and haven't really pursued any speaking engagements because 
there is a lot of stuff in there and I don't want stuff. And I, when I say stuff, I mean, shit, um, drama, bullshit, politics, backbiting crap. Um, I step back from that really, honestly. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a loner. I've been a loner. I am a loner, but I love helping people. I love seeing that sparkle in people's eyes when they get it when they really, really get in, they go, holy shit, Chris, I'm the one that's making the decisions. I'm the one that's in charge. It's me. It's not my dead parents. It's not the thing that happened in school. It's today. It's right now. I worry, uh, <clears throat> I worry, <laughs> I worry and I wear, no, I wear these bands. They're from morningcoach.com. My friend, JB Glossinger. They, I have these, uh, these bands. One of them right here says always positive. So every once in a while, I just give it a snap. I don't know if you can hear that. But I give it a snap. I change my state. I remind myself. I get into a state of gratitude. And that's what I really encourage you guys out there to do. Listening to Michael, I know he's grateful. I know he's been through some bad stuff. And he's grateful. And he went through it because everything happens for a reason. And what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Everything happens for a reason. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So really, I want you to think about that. And the last point he made, he didn't, give, he didn't get a chance to, to make all five tips. <clears throat> the last thing we talked about was you know financial success possessions money all that stuff it's great trust me it's nice i have a nice house i have a 69 dodge charger downstairs i have a street legal doom buggy i have 10 guitars i have all sorts of stuff and i'm not saying that to brag but i'm just telling you that it's about the experiences it's about the people you connect with it's about the footprint you're going to leave in the world when you're gone if you want to, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't, you know, at the end of the day, it's ultimately about your health. Like I said, I've got a good friend of mine in the hospital right now who caught pneumonia. It's like, okay, one minute he was fine. The next minute he was like sick. And the next minute he was nearly in ICU because they couldn't figure out what kind of strain of pneumonia he has. So you just don't know. And I'm sure that anybody's in the hospital, anybody who's recently or in the pre in the past been diagnosed with cancer, I don't think they sit there and go, oh, geez, you know, what's going to happen to this or that? They think about, okay, have I touched enough people? Have I talked to the right people? Have I made amends with my past? Have I done this? Have I done that? Do I got my affairs in order? If I, if, if my life was different right now, <clears throat> and I'm choosing my life to be the, where, the way it is right now, but if my life was different, opportunities were different, I could see myself quitting my day job, selling my house and buying a really nice RV, you know, a nice bus and moving into it, downsizing all my crap, even possibly my 69 charger, which I've had since I was 18 years old and just hitting the road, obviously having some money in my pocket a little bit, but just hitting the road and saying, okay, first stop Phoenix, Arizona, find a mobile home park or a trailer park not a trailer park, like but a trailer, you know, a, a place to camp and go get a job somewhere. You know, they say jobs are hard to find, but you know, I think it'd be interesting to try to go find a job. You know, if I can't find a job, maybe I go volunteer that day. Maybe I go collect cans that day, which is something I'm very familiar with when I was homeless, you know, just go out and live life, talk to people, have experiences, maybe go hit all the great national parks across the United States. Maybe go volunteer once a week at some sort of place and, and connect with people and make a difference. Spend time with my wife and my dog and my cats. Relax, go for hikes. You know, it doesn't have to be a whole lot in life. And that's the problem is we often look at what we don't have 
versus what we do. Present company included as well. Sometimes I'm looking at things I don't have. But, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, do you want to look back and think about, holy shit, what a life, how great was that? Or do you think people go, holy shit, I'm so glad I have that piece of art. Holy shit, I'm so glad I have that record collection. Holy shit, I'm so glad I have gold rings and watches. Oh my God, I'm so glad. You know, it's important. Yes, and it's good. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do with it? And that's the purpose of the Kick-Ass Radio Show. That's the purpose of me doing the Kick-Ass Guide to Life is to, to change the way you think. You know, perception is reality. And if you have a perception that things are never going to get better and things are fucked and the, and, the, and the political system's fucked and everything's fucked and the weather's fucked and, you know, if you think and look at that and believe all that, then it's going to be fucked. But if you think about the opportunities that you have and what you do have, Case in point, I helped somebody not too long ago who was bitching about life. And I said, by any chance, did you go into a room in your house and turn a knob and water came out of the wall? And not only was it water, but it was hot water. Did you take a shower today? Did you have running water and soap so you could take a shower today? Think about, you know, we see, we've all seen the images on TV you know, third world countries, you know, kids drinking out of dirty ponds and, and, and all that other stuff and flies buzzing around them. You get to take a shower whenever you want. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's definitely kick ass. And I realized that myself, I think a year or so ago when I was bitching about stuff and I'm like, wait a minute, I just got in and I just turned a knob and nice clean water came out and it's hot and I could stand here for as long as I want. Not that we want to waste water in California, but you know what I'm saying? You know, it's just crazy the stuff we take for it, take it, take advantage of. You know, it's just, it, it's just, it just blows my mind. And so again, I say that because I need to hear that too. And again, I don't know if anybody's listening to this. I don't, you know, I put it out there for anybody to call in. You can call in if you want 646 378 1582. You can message me on Facebook. You guys uh, know forward slash master motivators is my Facebook thing. Uh, Twitter is at kickass guide G U I D E. Uh, you know, you can send me anything. Let me know you're out there. Um, <clears throat> but I say this cause I need to hear it as well. And I'm sure someday in the future, I mean, these are all recorded. So someday in the future, I truly hope that somebody listens to this at the right moment in the right time that goes, wow. Okay. That makes sense. That has impacted me. Um, because that's my goal here. Uh, on the kick-ass radio show is to do that. So think about, you know, the experiences versus the possessions. And one of the, one of the, one of the uh, greatest gifts you can give yourself is to go volunteer somewhere where there's less uh, fortunate people. You know, uh, I mentor kids, uh, at-risk kids. Uh, I speak to foster youth groups. Um, and it's, it's, it's the greatest gift because I know that even if there's just one kid in that audience that listens to me, that gets it, that changes their life, that potentially they will be in my shoes in 15, 20 years, whatever it is, helping other kids, just like I am. I didn't really have anybody helping me. I had Bill White, who was my mentor, my previous wife's dad, amazing guy, believed in me, you know, and so I just pay it forward. I'm believing in these kids and giving them an opportunity and, and sharing my experience with them. So, you know, when you go do that, it's amazing the gift you have. I belong to a group on Facebook. It's called Random, Random Acts of Kindness. Uh, it's so beautiful out there what people are doing. And un and sadly, we only see what the news wants to propagate. And we only hear all that crap. 
but there's a lot of beautiful people out there who are really making a difference uh one person at a time it's just it's just phenomenal it's just absolutely a, a beautiful thing and uh, <laughs> interesting i was just seeing if i had a facebook question and uh, my ex-wife who's a really good friend of mine just posted um you know those facebook things that you get it says who will be there for you through thick and thin and the thing came up there it said christopher will always be there no matter what which is true uh we were married for five years actually the 23rd actually a couple of days from now would be would have been our um our wedding anniversary uh we're still great friends i'm currently married to somebody else my beautiful wife barbara uh for seven almost eight years now been together for 13. i just have an amazing life i have really super cool things and it's absolutely so true i would be there for her through thick and thin sorry about that little side shot but you know go out there don't be selfish don't be stingy you know if you got stuff to give give it even if it's 50 cents you know four hours of your time whatever it is you know go take stuffed animals to kid the cancer kids in the hospital you know go sing to elderly people at the old folks home uh volunteer at homeless shelters you know whatever it is go pick up trash at the beach you know go out there and make a difference because that's really truly kick-ass living and i need to do more of that also that's why i'm re-examining where i spend my time and what i do and the reasons why i do it um you know be honest with you i got and i've been doing a lot of this because i love the attention i'm not gonna lie the attention's great being out there being the kick-ass guy doing the radio show speaking coaching mentoring blah 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 blah, blah writing books blah 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 all that other shit. it's really great it's fun I'm not going to lie. I wanted to be in music. I wanted to be a rock star and I'm a rock star on stage when I speak. But also there's a sense of ego in that. It's like, okay, getting noticed, getting noticed and everything. But when you break everything back down, it's about the experiences. It's about what you're doing. If it's making a difference for the right reasons. And we got to, you know, put ourselves in check every once in a while. And, uh, I think part of my, my problem, I've, I've taken a stand back as, uh, I've seen the backside of, of the speaking industry and the coaching industry. And, um, you know, there's a lot of great people out there, but you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm on a, I'm on a discovery, uh, a self-discovery as well. So again, if you want to give uh, feedback on the show, let me know if you want to keep it. Uh, if you want anything different, you know, send us an email info at the kickassshow.com info at the kickassshow.com. Got to remember that. Um, so anyways, I think that's all I have to say. Uh, coming up next, uh, next week is my, oh, Jesus, she's great. Uh, I met her on social media and I talked to her once on the phone. Her name's Phaedra. Phaedra is going to be my guest on Monday, the 27th. Talk about a kick-ass lady. She's like the female version of me. Um, so she's, she's pretty cool. She's known as the America's crisis coach and definitely a kick-ass lady. And uh, she's got her own podcast coming out pretty soon. So I encourage you guys to, to tune in next week and let me know uh, again what you want to see and what you want to hear on the Kickass Radio Show. Uh, I really, truly, for those of you guys who are listening for a long time, I truly, truly appreciate you, love you, and uh, I would love to shake your hand, give you a hug one day, and I hope I could do that. So until next time, this is the Kickass Radio Show. This is Christopher Rausch signing off. Until possibly next time. With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.